I'm Laura Max Rose, mother of two, and you're listening to Look Ma No Hands, my candid dispatches from the front lines of motherhood. I ask the real, tough, honest questions on motherhood-related topics that we're all wanting to know more about, in hopes it will make everyone's journey fulfilling, easier, and more joyful. If you're not a mom, welcome. I want you to know how happy I am that you're listening and that these topics can be applied to any season of life. I'm grateful you're along for the ride. Welcome back to Look Ma No Hands. I am your host, Laura Max Rose, and I am joined today by Julie Blumberg. Julie is an educational consultant with Houston School Options, a one-stop shop for families looking to explore all of their options for school in the Houston area. Julie, welcome to Look Ma No Hands. Thanks so much. So excited to be here. I know not all of our listeners are Houston-based, but if you are in the process of choosing a school for your child, I do think you can really find some valuable guidance in this episode. I hear from you guys all the time that you want to know more about how to select the right school for your child. It's definitely a very complicated process in many senses, and I'm so excited to have Julie on to talk more about that with us today. Um, I know that with my oldest child, we've had such um, so much fun, actually, um, dis- discovering schools in our area and finding the right ones for her. But this is such an interesting time to be on that journey because many schools aren't opening in the fall. There's a lot of at-home learning. There are parents who are pivoting because they need they rely on schools as childcare and they need an in-person institution. Um, they're moving their kids to a different school or exploring that option. So Julie's going to kind of tell us about the pros and cons of that, how to find the right school for your child in spite of what might be right for you. I certainly learned in the process of finding a school for Selma that the school I resonated with the most that I would like to go to um, didn't end up being the one we sent her to because she was clearly drawn to a different one and how to really know the difference. And I'll just dive right in and get started. So Julie, um, what are some of the most important considerations um, we need to make as parents when choosing a school for our child? Yeah, absolutely. You, you in your own talking about Selma really nailed it. Um, You know, you have to choose the right school for your child, not the best school that you have heard all about all of your life or Mm. that all of your friends are talking about. It has to be the right school for you. And of course, the right, uh, the right school for your child. I'm sorry. And of course, the right school for you as well. Um, And every city, every state has that school that's like the school. And there's pressure among parents to send, to get your kid into that school. And we can lose sight of what's really right for our kid. Absolutely. And even if it's not quote unquote, that school, it's, it's the school that all your friends and neighbors and their kids are going to the schools that are talked about at the birthday parties. But, you know, you have to remember first and foremost, you know, your child best. And, and we do recommend talking to others who know your child. Well, you know, people who spend a lot of time with your children. So whether it's a grandparent, a therapist, a tutor, another teacher, um, a babysitter, anyone who can be an honest sounding board for you, uh, and just really productively talk to you about what they see as well in your child. Um, we do recommend hearing what they have to say. We're not saying don't listen to others, but ultimately remember, you know your child best. And it's so interesting because we always talk about um, a gut feel, uh, whether it's positive or negative when you're touring or even just looking online at a school, you, you get that gut feel. 
Um, and that gut feel is most usually always right. Um, it's interesting because, you know, we spoke earlier about your search for Selma and, and I think about my own three-year-old who preschool, I mean, we were touring when she was 18 months old and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I've got this, I do this for a living, but I, uh, I sat there and I was, I was just a stumped and I, I was at the same drawing board that every single person is at reading all the options that we have narrowing down my list and then touring. And I really thought my husband would totally leave it up to me because this is what I do. And, and ultimately he, you know, he listened and he was along the journey with me. But, um, when we, when when we would leave schools, he would have that same gut feel. And when we finally left the place that we ended up putting her, he looked at me and he goes, when are you signing her up? And I was like, Oh, so you got the same feeling, you know? And so it, it really was true. We knew it was the right place for our child and, and it made it, um, just feel right. And I remember looking at colleges and I had a list of like five or seven colleges or something that I applied to. And I had two that were, I mean, very clearly were the ones that I wanted to go to. And the other ones I was really only applying to just in case those two didn't work out. One of them was sort of at the very bottom of my list. And I went and I toured the campus and I just felt electric. And I was like, this is it. Um, but I said to myself, you know, this is just how I'm going to feel on any college campus. Um, this isn't my school. I'm going to go and I'm going to go look at my top school and I'm going to feel this way and more. And I went and looked at my top school the next day and I didn't feel anything. Um, and I just tried to ignore that because it wasn't my idea for my life and and what I was going to, where I was going to end up going to school. I ended up getting into the school that I had the gut feeling about and I didn't get into the one that I didn't have the gut feeling about. And it taught me so much about just going with your gut. It's the same thing with our kids. Um, we were looking at two different Montessori schools for our oldest um, several years ago. And there was one that on paper just seemed so perfect. Um, and I went to go tour the school and I immediately kind of thought, you know, I could see myself here, but I couldn't see my daughter here. And we went to the school where she's at now and like kids were running around and it was loud and happy and it was noisy in like the best way. Um, I tend to go for like very serene environments and my oldest is just like rambunctious and lively. And I thought, gosh, like this is going to be heavenly for her. And it really was. And I just knew that quite quickly. Um, so tell me about, you know, the parent listening to this show who is zoned for a specific school, um, perhaps not intent on moving because that would be too much of a challenge, both physically and financially. Um, and there's just a school that they're zoned to and that's where their child is going, whether or not it's the best fit. What are some ways that that parent can support their child, um, in the event that there really is just one option? A piece of advice that we do always give when you're buying a house, you know, I know I, I've listened to your podcast before, and I know you say you have people listening who don't have kids. And, you know, we work a lot with realtors. Uh, we work a lot with families relocating to Houston. Um, and we really advise them that you've got to look at that public school when you're buying a house, whether it's for your own good or whether it's for resale uh, purposes you know, ultimately your public school is your only option when you are buying a house and then, you know, life circumstances can change. Like you maybe financially can afford a private school at a later down the road, or maybe you, you can't, you thought you were going to be able to, and then you can't. So you always need to know that you have to be comfortable with your public school. It always needs to be that option. Um, you know, of course there's 
so many pros to being at your zoned public school, parent involvement, um, your neighborhood, you know, so you know, the parents, you know, the, the kids around you, and it's, it's close by, it's easier to be involved than driving across town to have that parent involvement. Let's say we do find a school for our child, we think it's the right one, we send them, it doesn't seem to be working out. What are some of the signs that our children display that perhaps they're not in the best environment for them? Yeah, you know, I think um, your kids are going to talk. Of course, you know, if they're younger than talking verbal age, then they're they're not going to, but there are signs of just unhappiness, unwillingness to go to school. Um, but really listen to your child. Um, like if they're constantly coming home saying something, of course, there's two sides to every story. You know, uh, you've got to listen to the school and the teachers as well. That is absolutely my number one advice. You know, they are the professionals here. But have open conversations. That's that's my biggest piece of advice. Have open conversations with the school. This is what's happening at home. This is what my child is saying. I'm not faulting anybody. Can you help guide me? Can you help put a plan in place that maybe will help make this a more positive experience for my child? Always, always remember that you know we do want to make the best choice for our child. Nothing is permanent, you know. Things can change, like I keep saying, they can change in your own personal life, but they can also change within the school. And if something is not the right fit, you absolutely should not force your child to be there and in this environment that's not healthy for them and going to help them learn and grow as a person. Of course, consistency is better. Of course, we want our children on a steady path, um, but it's not its not a life path. It's, it's a right now path and you have to choose what's best for them right now. And you hope that they can stay there through the tenure of that school. But if things happen, you know, the financial change, the family moves, uh, your family changes, the dynamic of your family changes, your child changes, you know, they made something that they're displaying in kindergarten may not be there anymore in fourth grade, and they can move schools. So nothing is permanent. In fact, a lot of the families we work with are doing maybe your changes, and they come to us because we can help them really look at their best options and help make it that smooth, smooth transition. Well, let's talk a little bit about transitions right now. We are in such an interesting time, especially to be having this conversation. Um, is that changing um, the way that parents are viewing their current choice of school that their child has attended? Do you see parents jumping into other school districts or going to um, applying to a different private school what kind of trends are you seeing as far as school choice among parents right now? You know, I'll say we don't really have a trend. And I actually think nothing with coronavirus is a trend, right. unfortunately, because what's going on. things are changing so rapidly and so often. So I can't really say we're seeing a specific trend, but we are seeing anxious parents. And parents really should be focused on what is going to happen in the schools that I have already chosen. So here's where my child's going to be, and this is what the school is presenting. Things may change down the road. How am I going to make this work with our lifestyle, with my child's learning style, and um, really think about it from there? I will say, you know, if your family does need to make that change, we hear you, we see you, but a big, big piece of advice that we have been giving is moving a child now, if that is what is best for your family, fine. But to then move them back when all of this chaos is over, think about what our children are going through. Their, their worlds are shaken. And then to change their school away from their friends, away from their familiarity, there's just another change. And then, oh, this is quote unquote over. 
um, and moving them back and shaking up their world again, that's just really doing them a disservice. So there's so many unknowns in this child's life right now to just move them and then move them again and bring another big change into their life could really just do the biggest disservice to them. So I will say, if you really assess everything going on and you do think a move is best for your family and your child at this time, that's fine. But really think about it in terms of a long-term versus just now until quote-unquote coronavirus is fixed uh, because, you know, quote-unquote until this is over uh, because, you know, it could be doing a bigger disservice to your child. Um, Of course, if you're not pleased with what your school is offering and you are you know, wanting the best for your child, of course, do the move. We're not advising against that, but we really want you to think about a long-term plan as well, because we all know and hope that this isn't going to be forever. I lived in London for about a year when I was in college. And because of that, I feel like I'm looped into the United Kingdom Instagram universe. And it's so funny mm-hmm. seeing all their posts, those of them who have children, um, their lockdown is lifting and it's you know, they're, they're easing back into everyday life. And I guess they were on lockdown for just as long as we were. And now all the kids are going back to nursery and going back to school and to see it in that perspective, um, you would hope that eventually, you know, we will be in this situation where we'll be sending our children back to the schools that they know and love. Um, and so seeing that another country is in the process of doing that makes it seem like, okay, wait, you know, I don't have to, transition my child because of this. This isn't permanent, but it can be very difficult to see that this is not a permanent situation when we have been in it for so long. So I can see where parents are starting to get anxious and worried. Um, I've certainly been one of those parents. Is my child going to be back in a school building again? Um, And it can be important to just pause wherever you're at and really evaluate, you know, if I am going to make this change, is this something that I'm going to stick with? you know, once this is over, because I ideally, you know, this will end, although it can feel sometimes like it won't. Um, And to make those best decisions in the long term for our children. So kids are flexible, kids are resilient, you have to do what's um, going to be best, I say best for your family. But when we talk about school search, we really do talk about right and best for your child. Um, And so, you know, of course, for convenience, parents want their kids in school for their work life balance, Um, but there are ways to bring people into your home or if you're not comfortable with that, doing virtual sessions online with someone, uh, coaches who can manage you and your child to get their work done from the school. Uh, and so really, and truly, if you know your child best and you know, okay, my child can bounce back and forth, then that's a personal family decision you have to make, but just know that all of the movement on top of all of the chaos, just to try to have your child in a school building uh, may really shake up some kids. Totally, totally. Let's drill down into Houston specifically. Um, I grew up in New York and New Jersey until I was 13 years old. And then I moved here. And just the climate of schooling was so different in every way from all of the private schools being religiously affiliated for the most part. Um, to just the way that public schools operated. Everything was totally different. Um, and, and the magnet school program wasn't something that I was familiar with in New Jersey. So what are some of the issues that you see parents in Houston specifically running into when choosing schools for their children based off of the school climate that we have here? 
Sure. So when Houston School Options was actually founded over 30 years ago by my business partner, uh, their main sole purpose was to help families relocating to Houston. So these families were moving here mostly for the oil and gas industry, and they weren't just moving here from out of state. They were moving here from overseas, out of the country. And that's still a lot of our clients today. And these people are coming. Not only does our schools, are our schools spread out different from city to state to everywhere in the United States, but imagine coming here and not even knowing English sometimes, yet alone our school system. So it's really, um, that was the sole purpose of our company. Now, as we have grown, we have started to serve many, many local families as well, uh, children with uh, different learning needs than what their public school can provide them. Um, and parents who really just want to explore and find that right option for their child. Uh, and we are loving that, that we are able to help serve families who are local Houstonians as well. So um, the first most uh, interesting fact about our city is our magnet system. It is very unique from what most other cities and states, of course, have. It can be very difficult to navigate the magnet system, though. Uh, it changes from year to year, the, pro the process, the criteria of just getting in. Um, we're always constantly having to re-educate ourselves of, okay, what does Houston ISD come up with this year? Uh, so I say actually from city to city, state to state, but even districts in Houston are so different and Houston ISD having the most unique of all of them. Um, you know, distance is an issue. We're such a spread out city. There may be a school that is exactly what your child needs, but then you have to consider the driving factor. Um, you know, is this going to fit into your lifestyle? And, you know, of course, if it's the exact school that's going to help your child be a better uh, person, student, learner, whatever it is, you're going to do everything in your parent's power to make that happen. But, you know, parents can't spend always four hours in the car, hour there, hour back, hour there, hour back for pickup. So especially if you have other kids. So um, I think also the experience between public schools, um, maybe you know, let me say that again. I think the, the experience that you see between one public school in our area versus another, I live in a house and literally if you walk across the street, you're zoned to a different school. So, you know, the, two totally different schools and it's one house apart. So that's, that's really unique to Houston, the zoning. Um, religion is sometimes exactly what a family is looking for. Uh, over 80% of our private schools are religious and faith-based faith and some are better at welcoming and accepting you into the school. Uh, usually the school is very upfront. Um, you almost like have to believe what you read on the website. If, if they say that they want someone you know, devout to this religion, then, then they do. Um, if they tell you, look, we have students of all different faiths and religions and beliefs, they wouldn't tell you that if they didn't uh, truly believe that. So um you have to weigh the options. If if the benefits outweigh the pieces you don't like, then then it may be the right school. So there's often an issue of parents um, wanting if they grew up here. So we have many multi generation Houstonians. I'm one of them. Um, parents wanting their kid to go to their alma mater and that school having changed dramatically. Um, is there something you often share with those parents who are maybe hell bent on sending their kids somewhere that isn't necessarily the right school for them? Or, you know, the parent who has parent friends who, you know, they all want their kids to go to the same school, but it's kind of clear that those kids all have very different needs. Sure. I think, I think there's a big, 
uh, line that you have to look at of what's best for us as the parent and what's best for our children. And parents do have trouble with this. Um, parents want the kids to go where their own friends' children are going. But kind of like we spoke about at the beginning of this conversation, parents really do need to take into consideration their child's needs. Um, mm-hmm. And those needs should far outweigh the parents' needs. Um, sometimes it's a financial need extra driving distance. And those are needs of the parents that you should definitely consider. But right. when parents choose a school based on their needs and, and not their child's needs, they're likely going to be readdressing their choice and, and be right back to looking for a school again. Uh, there is that issue of parents really wanting their kids to go to an alma mater or, you know, it doesn't even have to be someone from, from Houston. It could be a type of school that a parent went to and that parent wants their child to go to that type of school here or their alma mater. And that kid is just, is just not the same kid the parent was as a kid or schools change. And, you know, like you said, the administration could change drastically from the time a parent was there to the time a teacher is there. And in fact, if it's the same, that's also something that you want to, um, want to consider, right? Yeah. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) But, you know, uh, you know, and then you hear that birthday party chatter, parking lot talk that we always talk about when kids are three or four. It's important for parents to listen and and listen what people are saying about where their older kids are and what's going on in schools. But listen with that critical ear based on what you know about your child, because maybe you're going to hear something really, really great. And it screams that it's the right school for your child. But maybe you're going to hear something that's like, oh, my child, you know, this sounds like the popular school, but that's not going to work for my child. Um, So so always listen with that critical ear, but keep your child in the front part of your mind always. Well, I Um, love what you said earlier about asking our children's teachers about how they are and what they are like and what they need when they're in school. Because as our children's parents, we, we do know our kids the best, but we're not the only people who know our children and other people see other sides of our children. I'm constantly blown away by what my child's teachers say about them. Um, They're different at school. They have different needs. They behave differently than they do at home. Um, That's very normal phenomenon. And um, I'm always like really interested and, um, fascinated by what my teachers say my oldest daughter is interested in when she's at school and, you know, letting yourself listen to those voices, um, those people who are telling you what your kid likes and dislikes and what your kid is really excelling at, and maybe having that help you make some of your decision along the way. So tell me about that couple who you were discussing earlier, the hypothetical couple that hasn't had a child yet, but definitely wants to have children and they're choosing a home. Um, What are some ways that they can discern a good school district, a school district that they would like to be in versus a not so good school district? What are some of the signs of a school district that is excelling? Sure. And I wouldn't say a school district because a school within a school district could be excelling. So I would say more a school uh, Mm -hmm. that's excelling versus not. And and look, if the family doesn't plan to have kids for five, seven, 10 years, so many things can change. So I don't right. want to we were that family. Yes, we were that we don't live in a school district. We don't live in a we're not zoned to a school we wanted to send our kids to. But we just knew like by the time they hit kindergarten, we would be able to move if we needed to. So that's exactly. definitely not something. Or if you know, it's a school that you you did want to send them to. Once again, there's that administration teacher change families move, um, you know, that that could make the school unappealing to people who bought in this great district. So 
or great uh, zoning. So, you know, it's so hard to say, and, and I don't advise uh, one way or the other, but I would say, you know, that's where we come in. An educational consultant comes in really helpful. Sure, realtors have knowledge. It's really important to double check uh, what someone is telling you your school is zoned to. Just check for yourself, see it for yourself, or have uh, an educational consultant check for you the zoning of where uh, your home is going to be zoned to because. Uh, you know, you don't want to buy a home and then realize, oh, that's actually different than what's across the street that my friend is zoned to, but I thought I was buying a house really close to her. So, you know, I thought we would just be zoned to that school. So Um, let's talk about siblings. As parents, it's of course ideal for us, for both of them to attend the same school or all of them to attend the same school. What are some scenarios in which that wouldn't be the best idea? Um, And when, how can we be aware of that? And what do we do as parents when it's clear that our children have different needs? Sure. So, you know, we're asked so often, is it, is it best to just put them at my, my other child's school? And short answer is no, it's not always best. Sure. It's always easier. And if a school works for more than one child, great, but uh, it's not always what is best. And once again, going back to our number one theme is it's got to be what's right. Um, so if your children are close in age, it's of course always easier. Uh, if the school works for more than one, it's great in terms of getting everyone to school and establishing your family in that school community. Uh, we talk a lot about parent involvement, uh, just you know, being able to volunteer. And if your children are at all the different schools, then you know you have to space out your time. Uh, but there's no no reason at all to force a child to fit into a school just because a sibling goes or went there. Um, the greatest example of when, when the time is not right is if a child has a different learning need. Uh, the child may have different needs, so we really strongly recommend looking for, for a school that's going to fit that child's needs. Um, you know, one grade could be filled with exactly what child X needs, but child Y comes along and maybe, you know, maybe the kindergarten teacher has left that everyone used to go for, and now no one's going. So, you know, why put your child through that if the school has gone through drastic changes or something about that child's grade level has changed and it just wouldn't work for them. Um, Especially if your children are not going to be at the school at the same time, just because another child went there, you know, you're comfortable with that school, but there's no reason to force it um, and send your child down that child's older path. Uh, Administration changes over time, financial situations. So especially if kids are not there at the same time, really do a whole different search. Um, I myself, I'm seven years apart from my own sister. And so we were never in a school at the same time. I was a product of public school, K through 12. And my parents, once my sister finished at our public elementary, decided she was a private school kid for six through 12 and went a totally different route for her. So it happens in all families. You know, you love the school for one child, but you might not love it for the next. And so it's best to do a search for your second child, third child, fourth child, and so on, each as an individual. So let's bring it right back into the present moment. We're used to being able to look to looking at schools for our children and touring that school and really getting a feel for it. Clearly, that is not happening right now. How has the process changed because of the coronavirus? And how can parents navigate that as best we can? Sure, sure. School search is going to look really different right now. Um, School search can happen any time of the year, but the biggest application portion of the season happens in the fall. 
uh, starting around September, October, schools normally open their doors, offer public or private, or I'm sorry, offer group or private tours, your applications are due, you're, you know, doing all the things on your list and checking it off, but it's going to look different this year. We don't know exactly how it's going to look, but um, that may be a way that we're able to be in a really unique position to help families look at all the options and, and guide them to their decision. Um, so that you can place the child in the best and right school for your child. Uh, you know, at Houston School Options, we have a familiarity with over 150 private schools, more than 10 school districts. We have close relationships with admissions directors all over town. So, you know, I, we think also, and I'm going to say this separately, that was like a piece about us, but sorry. Okay, so we think it's really important to have open and candid conversations with the schools. Uh, just remember you're interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you. So you have to have those conversations and be truthful so that you can best determine and they can best determine if they can serve your child. Um, we truly have the knowledge and experience to help guide families to the right schools. So we're here and happy to help. But I, I think that the number one piece of advice is that gut piece and knowing your child, um, focusing on what you know about your child and what you see, hear, read about a school to make the most educated choice. Well, that's some great guidance, whether or not we're choosing a school or making another really important choice to go with your gut. I really appreciate all of your guidance, Julie. Thank you for joining me today. You are, um, an educational consultant with Houston School Options. And if anybody wants to learn more about your services, they can find you at houstonschooloptions.com. Um, I so appreciate you being here and sharing your wisdom and insight with us, Julie Blumberg, everyone. I am your host, Laura Max Rose, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Look Ma No Hands. I look forward to being with you again next time. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Look Ma No Hands. I'm Laura Max Rose, and you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Max Rose to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and the behind the scenes of my life with my own two daughters. If you like this episode and are enjoying Look Ma No Hands, the best way you can help me spread the word is to leave a review on Apple Podcast. This is the single best way to help me reach a larger audience and share these conversations with everyone who needs to hear them. If you love something you just heard, you can also take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media. There might be someone you know who needs to hear what you just heard, and that's another great way to make sure they do. Thank you for joining me every week. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. More next time.
Thank you for joining me for another episode of Look Ma No Hands. I'm Laura Max Rose, and you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Max Rose to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and the behind the scenes of my life with my own two daughters. If you like this episode and are enjoying Look Ma No Hands, the best way you can help me spread the word is to leave a review on Apple Podcast. This is the single best way to help me reach a larger audience and share these conversations with everyone who needs to hear them. If you love something you just heard, you can also take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media. There might be someone you know who needs to hear what you just heard, and that's another great way to make sure they do. Thank you for joining me every week. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. More next time.